Dig in the Garden, episode seven. Uh, I am here with an artist that I have probably known for what three years now, close mm. to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I decided to uh, sign this artist shortly after working with him. So it's going to be a little bit different of an interview. But also, there are questions that I'll probably ask him that I don't know myself. Like, I don't know the answers to. So uh, it'll be a learning experience for both of us. But mm. uh, I am sitting here with Loki Ra, mm-hmm. who used to be King Ra. Yes. And that changed. First off, why the name change? The name change? Well, I felt that um, my reasoning for having, having King Ra, you know how I had the V in it or whatever? Mm-hmm. I was like, I was kind of biting off of... Um, the ASAP crew with the V or whatever. Right, right. And then when I ran across one day, I seen like a bunch of kings that spell this way. So I thought I was being different. And I was like, uh, I really don't like this. I don't like yeah. following, you know, me mm-hmm. at the end of the day. But yeah. Um, but why low key? Don't you feel like low key on, is also something that people use often? Well, yeah, but like I felt like that really did, that really does say what I am. Like my right. name, my name's been Ra. All my life, obviously, motherfucker. Why? Why have you never? Because of like how fitting your normal name, like your regular government name, is. Mm-hmm. Why have you never just used your government name as your rap name? Mm, that's a great question. You know what I mean? Because yeah. because I mean I'm gonna say it on here because I don't think it fucking matters. Yeah. But like your name's Ramin Isaac. That's mm-hmm. a tough rap name. Yeah. Like if you go with the Talib Kwalees, you go with the uh, fucking even a J Cole or a Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Ramin Isaac is a is a good rap name. Hmm. The only reason why my my government name is Dylan McBreen. <laughs> I can't go with that. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Like that, it just doesn't sound good. So it's like I've never been able to actually use my name. Otherwise, I would have used my name a long time ago. I when I started rapping, I started rapping as D McBreen, mm. like just because I didn't want to have oh, a, yeah, a different yeah. rap name. You know what I mean? Yeah. But as time went on, I'm like, yeah, it's not that fucking cool. Mm. But Ramin Isaac is a good fucking name, so that's why I've never understood why you didn't just like stick to that name in particular. When when you first started, all right, let's. Before we jump into that, let's yeah. uh, let's kind of let that happen as it happens. Right. When we when you first started rapping, where were you? First started rapping, like taking it seriously. Even before that, actually, where do you come from? Where South where? Okay, you're from South Carolina. Yeah. Uh, kind of walk me through your story. How do you wind up in Jersey? How does how does everything go down? Uh, tell me from from birth to to now. You know. All right, bet I was born in um, Orangeburg County, South Carolina. Living Santee. Up until eighth grade, um, my, I have a lot of siblings. I was following my older brothers a lot, and my mother didn't like that because she seen like where they was going. You feel me? Like mm-hmm. for me, not for nothing. Like we don't come from like an easy place. Describe describe the place that you come from. You feel me? Like I mean, I feel like every place has its has its bad places, but I feel like I personally wouldn't want to go back there just because I had a lot of influence. From a lot of people that wasn't doing the right thing, like had good intentions but bad decisions, basically. Right, right. So, um, with my dad, you know, he he was in the pen, um, fifteen plus years or whatever. Um, my How old were you when that first happened? I was three, four. What three. effect did that have on you? Oh man, I grew I grew up around a bunch of females, so like I got the I got the have a lot of insight on what it is that females like so I guess it wasn't too bad but it would have been better if I had you know a father figure in my life right I felt like a lot of people that I was looking up to I couldn't really look up to them at the end of the day because I felt like you feel me I always caught somebody in a lie so right. I was like I was like all right you know what forget all that you feel me you can't curse me, right you can curse oh all right whatever I was like fuck all that you feel me like fuck fuck trying to be like them like how you gonna tell me to do something be be a better version of you and you not trying to be that person for me, you feel me? I was always a person that look at action rather than just listen to what it is that people were saying. But yeah, back to what I was saying, um, you know, I, w- I came up, you know, Santee, South Carolina, you feel me, making a bunch of like, try, trying to stay, keep my head above water, but you know, everybody got their bad moments, you know, I followed the wrong crowd for a little bit. Um, my brothers right now, um, they're in jail. For doing, you know, robberies. You don't have to, yeah, you don't have to speak things on like that. that. You feel me? Not, yeah, you know. But yeah, um, people that I was looking up to, they, everybody was going to jail. You feel me? People around me, they was going to jail. It's a weird dynamic coming up in those type of areas because, yeah. like, finding an idol 
in those areas is like impossible, mm. right? Because it's like even Don't, when you're in the hood like that, yeah, there's no one really doing well. Yeah, you know what I mean. Otherwise, they wouldn't be there. Yeah. So it's like who you're looking up to is always someone that's doing something that's not by the law or by the book you know what I'm saying especially when you don't have somebody in the house a man figure right. physically there with and, you to and show what's you what funny it is, is that with how many dudes come up in the hood a lot of them don't have a male figure in their lives yeah that's mainly where it started from you know what I'm saying exactly basically. but cause your mom like a lot of people's mothers in that uh, circumstance are working all the time yeah so the kid has to grow up by himself Basically. He gravitates toward everyone around him. Everyone around him gets into the bullshit, and then that's where it kind of uh, takes off. Yeah. So you see your brothers doing all this, and you're looking up to them. Uh, when does your mom finally say, you know what, like, we need to get out of here? Well, my mother, she she's never been a, like, she's from the country, but she's always loved the city. Like, right. for me, she was always trying to get out of there or whatever. But she seen me when, you know, I got in middle school, you feel me? I always kept up with my grades or whatever, but, you know, I... Just, you know, mess around with my brother and them and see what they was doing, trying mm-hmm. to be out there with them or whatever, trying to come in late or whatever. She wasn't having it. So, you know, she moved away. She moved away uh, my eighth grade year. I was so mad. I was mad because she wasn't there. You know, I had to stay with my grandmother or whatever, but for me, I made it work. And she was telling me or whatever, um, you're going to come with me. You're going to come with me when you, um, it's your ninth grade year. I'm like, no, I'm not coming. So, you know, that happened. I ended up going to West Virginia or whatever. Angry, like, the first month or whatever, because, you know, I wasn't with my people no more. I didn't know nobody. I'm just entering high school, you feel right. me? But, you know, as I as I started to meet more people, I started to, um, started to be a little bit more open. I always had a guard up. Like, like, you feel me? I'm small at that, so I always felt like everybody's trying to test me. Right. You feel me? But, I, was, I was tiny growing up, so I feel that. Like, yeah. I was literally 5'2 going into my freshman year of high school. Yeah, but you fucking sprouted. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking sprouted. Yeah, no, I sprung up, but but I was, yeah, I was like 5'2 going in. So, like, I always had that chip on my shoulder, too. Mm-hmm. And and it makes you it makes you want to throw hands yeah, always because you just want to show that you have the hands. Yeah, like, you bro, know don't what I mean? test me, bro. Yeah, 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 like, it will happen. Because yeah. a lot of those big dudes, they're so big that they don't ever have to fight. Exactly. You know what I mean? Because people just won't fight hey, them. They scared his head. Right, like, right, nah, right. too big. Nah. Yeah. Exactly, but like being a small dude, like no one's scared of you. So it's like you have to like kind of establish that you're prove your point. Exactly. Um, So going to West Virginia, how much different is West Virginia than South Carolina? Oh my God, that was way different. Like that was, I felt like, I felt like the white people that was at my school. You feel me? At at um, Wheeling, West Virginia, Uh, we had a race war there. It was the scariest thing ever. I had no idea what was going on. I didn't know none of those people. I didn't know a whole bunch of beef happened. I remember seeing a fight where a black dude spit on um spit on the white dude or whatever. No, no, the white dude spit on the black dude. He smacked his hat off or whatever. And they started getting shaken in the line. And then, you know, that was on a Friday. I came back that Monday and I seen a whole bunch of white people in um camo and steel toe boots. Camo hats, you feel me? Everything was divided. I remember being at the table. I was looking. I was talking to my boys. I was like, like, because they was white or whatever. I was, I was like, yo, like, you feel me? Like, why everybody got on camo? They were like, yo, bro, they about to fight after this. Like, it's the white people in camo and the black people wearing whatever it is they wearing. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, hell no. Like, I'm not part of this, bro. Like, fuck that. Right? So, so you know, I'm going to lunch or whatever. And I'm with my man. Um, Shit, I can't remember his name. All I remember is about to go in the office. And all I hear is fucking steel toe boots coming down the hallway or whatever. He turned around, key dude in the jar. He had a key in his hand, punch him. I dipped off, boom, going down the going down the um the the hallway or whatever, back into the uh lunchroom. But yeah, so basically at the end of the day, um the principal called everybody in the gym and I was basically the only black person. And I looked around and I was like, what the fuck? Like where everybody go? Basically Everybody called their parents or whatever. Whoever was in the part of the fight, mm-hmm. whoever didn't get suspended because they had the fight or whatever, um, they called their parents to come get them. And, like, I remember talking to one of the dudes that was a part of it, and I was like, yo, why is this going on? He said, because, no, they feel like they could do whatever it is that they want to do. Da, 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 this. And I was like, well, don't put me in with them because I don't want you coming at me at the end of the day. You feel me? So he was talking about black people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's backwards. Like, yeah. isn't that pretty fucking nuts that that in in whatever whatever year that was? Because I'm sure that was like what early 2000s. 2011. Okay, yeah, yeah. that 
that's nuts for yeah. 2011 for that to still be happening anywhere in the United States. Exactly. That's fucking nuts. So South Carolina, where you're from, it's mm-hmm. it is segregated a bit, right? Because it's mainly black where you're from. Yeah. And then like we were just talking earlier uh, mm-hmm. before the podcast, there's areas where there's white people and only white people. Uh-huh. So it's like it's kind of backwards, but West Virginia is like you blend the two and it's still backwards. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah, bro. So, all right. So you're in West Virginia for how long? I only stayed there for about six months. Six months, and yeah. then and then that's Not when even, you probably like uh, came over to Jersey. Yeah. Okay. Once you got to Jersey, what was your feeling? I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. Um, I wanted to go back to South Carolina. Yeah. I kept telling my mother like, "Yo, I don't like it up here. Like, I don't know nobody up here. These kids are weird." Um. Is it fast up here? Very. Compared to the pace down there, yeah, 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 it's way faster pace up here. Yeah, yeah, like I remember going in some classes. You feel me? I think I had a bunch of conversations with a bunch of my people from down south, telling them, like, "Yo, bro, like, I remember being the smartest kid in math up here, and like, that's their regular math." Like, you feel me? I was just like, "Damn, like, none of this is the same." Like, they learn so much more, more than us, and way quicker at a quicker pace. Yeah, yeah. Feel me? But yeah, um, I didn't, I didn't like it up here at first. Especially when I heard um, a white boy say nigga, I was like, uh, I was like, dog. White? Just straight white? Yeah. He said nigga. Yeah. And I was looking at one of the black dudes, like, he was kind of bigger. And I was like, like, yo, you you really going to let him just say this right now? I'm like, yo, my man, don't say that shit around me. Like, I don't give a fuck where I'm from. Right, where right, you from. Right. Like, I'm not playing none of that shit. I'm not with none of the games. And they basically explained to me, like, yo, bro, they just trying to feel like us, da da da, this and that. But I'm like, no, they're not us at the end. Of the I don't day. think, I don't think, I don't, see, I didn't see like this it. is this is the one thing that I will say that uh-huh. I feel like when uh, dudes from down south come up here, yeah, and they hear like a Spanish dude say it for the first time, mm-hmm. they're confused by it. And I understand that, but up here, that's kind of like how it just works. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Spanish yeah, I got and used black. To, I got used right, to it. Right, yeah. Because Spanish and black people up here are kind of like in the same crowd. Yeah, like if you go to a Passaic or a Patterson or a Newark, yep. like you're only going to see Spanish and black people. So it's like over here, they grow up together. Down by where you're originally from, mm-hmm. there's not, is there a blend of Spanish people in there or not really? You don't really see much Spanish people. That, right. So that's yeah. what I'm saying. So like when you get up here, there's that. But like white people saying it, even to me being Spanish, half Spanish, half white. Yeah. Uh, I've never really seen white people say it and and feel comfortable. Yeah. You know what all. I mean? Exactly. And that's what it was. Yeah. That's what it was. He was saying it like, he was saying it like, nigga, like, right, like, right, like, right. like mad awkward. Like if you're going to say it, like say it, you feel me? And well, that's the, it, pro- it, that's the problem gone. with a lot of white people is that like, they're not, they're not really in with that Mm-mm. so like they say everything kind of weird and yeah. it's like if you if you really trying to fit in fit in exactly. you know what I mean Do don't, yeah, yeah. don't, don't, come don't, in. don't fit in halfway and then you <laughs> just sound awkward <laughs> yeah, yeah word but make his voice cracking <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah so it's different uh, that dynamic is different it's faster up here yeah. it's fucking a bunch of different races blended in everyone's kind of trying to be each other and that's when I fell in love with Jersey what what happened to make you fall in love with Jersey it was it was me being closed off to everybody to me opening up just to see what everybody had to right. offer to me and I was learning a lot like I, I never had an Arabian friend Brazilian um uh what's the other one uh Dominican I never had those type of friends Haitian like it's hard to see someone for the first time. Yeah. Like it's 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 crazy that that happens and being from the east like uh being from the east coast and mm-hmm. uh and up north it's like we're so used to being around every different type of person. Yeah. So to us like like even with this whole political landscape that's happening right now with the uh whole Donald Trump situation mm-hmm. like I don't think that people up here really get how the middle of the country is. Is different. Like, like the middle of the country, racism in the middle of the country, like, mm-hmm. those white people never seen black people. Yeah. Those black people never seen white people. You so know what like I mean? So it's like, like, it's like, they're just so thrown off by yeah. those people. And they, they only go by the stereotypes. Like, they hear... All right, so if you only hear from white people about black people and mm-hmm. all you hear is bad things, that first time you see a black person, all you're going to be thinking is the worst shit. Exactly. The same applies to black people with white people. If all, all you hear is bad things about white people, mm-hmm. that first time you see a white person, you're going to think the worst. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's like 
people don't get that like in the north we're so blended and so mixed in yeah that we don't even it doesn't phase us like yeah. like i don't i remember being i remember being around people who said racist shit and like you acknowledge that it was racist mm-hmm. but like it wasn't the norm like there's if if you find like 10 racist people in jersey mm-hmm. that's kind of like i'm talking about like in school that's kind of a lot you know yeah. what i mean where in other places, if you find ten racist people, that's like fucking. That's like not that much. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So, because Jersey is more blended in, you feel like it exposed you to to kind of like different sides of the fence. Definitely, definitely did. I got to learn a lot about. Let me see where I first started with um, as far as the foods. Oh my god, that's where I fell with love with. The that's Spanish always. Food. I feel like oh that that goodness. could make. I feel like that could make literally everyone stop being racist. Oh yeah, most definitely. If you just if everyone ate the same food like if everyone just shared their own food yeah like yo even indian food yeah right, you know how indians like the whole thing with them everyone thinks that they smell bad yeah like people just be like yo indians stink mm-hmm. yo if you tried that food that makes them smell bad because it's all spices and shit mm-hmm. if you tried that food that food is so fucking good yeah yeah it's I'll so fucking I'll, I'll take you to indian food that is slamming bro you'll smell like shit afterward though <laughs> <laughs> you know, you'll smell terrible it's all good. but I'll it's so it. fucking good though but all what right. i'm saying is yo if we all shared like food with each other mm. i feel like it's completely different i don't know what white food yeah, we i don't know what food white people would share because all this right. shit kind of bland. <laughs> I, say, I guess. Right. I guess pizza. Right. Oh, definitely. Right. Definitely you know what I'm saying? There. Definitely got me there. But, but um, all right. So you get to you get to Jersey. Your your eyes are open now. Yeah. When do you start uh, making music? You start in South Carolina, right? Yeah. Like I always, I always, you know, typical black story. Like you always see them rapping on the back of the bus. Like you feel me? Right. That used to be me and my friends every day. Like just bullshitting around. Like they'd tell me like, "Oh, yo, bro, you need to do this, da da da, this and that." I'd be like, "Yeah, whatever." Like I don't really care for it. You feel me? But then I actually started like writing, and I was like, "All right, this is cool." But no, my first song actually that I did was in uh. Like the first song I ever recorded was when what was I was that like, video you showed me? Uh-huh. Oh, the YNC party. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. my god, have mercy! I was probably like, what, 13, 12, something like that. Wait, no, no, I couldn't have been. I was in ninth grade. I was like thirteen, fourteen, something like that. Whatever. But yeah, that was my first time ever getting in the studio, like right, right. with people, and I was just excited. I was like, ah, you know what? Like, it's not. I didn't feel it was my sound. But, like, you know, I'm not the type of person to be like, ah, you know what, like, I don't really want to do this. But he was showing me so much. His name is Josh Ross. He was showing me so much. I was like, oh, shit. Like, let me just stay right here and see what I can learn off him and see what he's doing. Just kept trying and trying. And then we moved. And I was like, damn, I got to start all over now. Like, I got to find somebody that rap. I was going around looking for people, asking people. Um, and I ran into uh, Sam Houston. One of my good friends now, yeah. you know, he was telling me, like, yo, bro, you should keep spitting, da da da, this and that. You know, me and him did our thing or whatever in his mic, and on his mic or whatever. But all throughout high school, I just I just wrote. But, like, I'll do nothing with it. I just write or whatever, put it down, say it at the lunchroom table, we would just spit or whatever. And then, you know, got out of high school, went to college, wanted to still rap. Asked one of my good friends, Joey Wiesel, can you, um, can you put me on any rappers? I know you like good music. He was like, well, you know what? You should try out my man Diggy. Diggy, whoa. I don't know no type of Diggy. Never heard of him. And then I met you, bro. <laughs> 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 Word. All right, so uh, who who put you on to rapping? When you first, because we just sped through the history of you rapping, but let's, okay. let's go. All right, so let's take from each portion. When you first start, who's the person that kind of like influences you? Because even even though you might be rapping with your friends in the back mm-hmm. of the bus and shit, somebody had to like spark that like you can do this. It was my dad. Okay. It was my dad. I heard his name on um I heard his name on uh on his group tape um Livewire. My brother had showed me. He was like, "Yo, pops, you should rap or whatever." I'm like, Man, this nigga ain't used to rap. Like, get the fuck out of here. And then they showed me it, and I was like, "Oh shit, they did." Like, his name's Chewy, whatever. They showed me, and I'm like, "Oh shit, I right, bet, whatever, yeah, yeah, this and that." And then my brothers, they was rapping, so I was like, "All right, cool, I'm gonna get in this too." I'm the youngest one. And I'm like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna get in it too." Well, I'm the youngest one that used to, like, out of like all us being them. together, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I used to be the youngest one, but yeah, I just picked up off of my oldest brother Rashad, Ryan, and then Troy. It was me. 
Now, when you were in South Carolina with your brothers, was there a studio that you guys were going to? Or was it just kind of like chilling in the house, rapping, writing music? Chilling in the house. Not even writing, just freestyling. Chilling. I was putting on um, my, my brother Rashad. He had a uh, CD with a whole bunch of instrumentals on him. And when he left, me and Troy just started rapping in the house or whatever. And we just try to diss each other. You know what I like about you? Because you are younger and yeah. you're part of that like younger generation. Mm-hmm. What I like about you is that your story kind of resembles... I, maybe it's because South Carolina kind of works at a slower pace. Mm-hmm. So maybe the newest like technology and everything like maybe comes a little bit slower. Yeah. But like your story is very similar to like a lot of people that like I came up with where mm-hmm. like you are putting on instrumental CDs. Like, yo, back in the day, like Fabs, Fabs, the barbershop has mm-hmm. been around for so fucking long now. Yeah. And like back in the day, they used to have just mixtapes everywhere. Right. Lord. But they're, yeah, but they had instrumental mixtapes. And yeah, you could cop them, or we had like LimeWire on the computer oh, where you yeah, would download yeah, yeah. shit. But like, your story is very like close to the stories that like me and people that I came up with kind of mm-hmm. had, which is strange because when you talk to younger kids, they don't really come up like that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. instrumental CDs are not something that a lot of kids talk about, like, oh, that was how I started writing, or that's yeah. how I started rapping. So it's like different, you know what I mean? But all right, so you, so you. Your first recorded track, that's in West Virginia. Yeah. Ever. Okay. And how did that whole situation come about with that uh, dude, jo- you said Josh Ross, right? Yeah. So how does that come about? Because you, you said that it's a fucking weird situation. You're only there for six months. So yeah. how do you meet this kid, tell him that you're a rapper, get into a studio, record, do a video? You know what I mean? Yeah. I met, um, I met uh, who was it? His name is Mackenzie Freeman. Mackenzie Freeman. Um. He put me on, like, I was just talking to all the kids. I was like, yo, bro, like, who who does music right here? Like, who does it? It was this guy named uh, Woody, Woody Pond. He was he was popping or whatever. But then I could never, like, you know, see him or whatever. I, I never saw him in school or whatnot. But then um, I ran into McKenzie. He was like, yeah, bro, I rap, da-da-da, this and that, you know. You know, kids, they do drugs or whatever. I was, I was like, ah, oh, this kid don't know what you're talking about. But then he introduced me to him at the lunchroom table. Me and him started talking and chatting it up. Told me where he live at. It was right around the corner from my house. I was like, yo, I'll walk over there. Like, I ain't got no problem. Or whatever. Walked in there, met his family or whatever. Cool, great people. I love them. You feel me? Um, then he was like, all right, like, let's let's do a song then. I was like, all right, cool, let's do it. So we went into his little room or whatever, put the beat on. We just sitting there writing, writing, got done. And we recorded it. I was so scared. First time I was on the mic, I was like, whoa, I don't want to hear my voice through this right now. But I was like, fuck it, I'm going to do it. And I yeah. just did it. Yeah. So after, all right, so you record that song. Is there um, any uh, word in school about the song? Yeah. Um, Good or bad? No, 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 Good. They actually played it. They played it in uh, Josh class. And um, it was one part. Oh, no, no, no. Matter of fact, the first song that we recorded, I wasn't on. But I had a skit in it, and it had the girls walk past or whatever. And I started off, I said, damn, that bitch is fun. <laughs> like, and the teacher was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He said the teacher was cutting it off right then and there. He was like, no, no, that's the only part. That's the only part that cursed me. We just had to throw that in there. But yeah, um, so everybody, like the older kids, they saw it or whatever. They was like, oh, you from Josh Video? I started to get noticed. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. I don't even know half of these kids. Like, See, my fuck? story goes completely different. I, I start... I start rapping. Mm-hmm. I start rapping in sixth grade, and then by the time high school hits, but I did everything behind closed doors because I'm I'm not the type of person you know me like I'm yeah. not even in being a rapper. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be out there. I don't want to be at the uh, parties. I don't mm-hmm. want to. That's just not me. So when I started rapping, like I didn't want to show people yeah. at all. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like that. I just wanted to do it because I like doing it. Yeah. So. I start rapping and fucking the only kid that that's down to rap is this kid John. Uh, I, I forget the kid's last name, but this kid John that I went to school with, he's like he's like, yo, you rap, I rap too, and we do this song. Now, mind you, I'm 14 years old. This yeah. kid is probably like 16. Yeah, we record the song. It's fucking terrible. Like the song's <laughs> bad. Like yeah, I know it's, it's I know it's bad. It's I know, but but the thing is like, we this is like the first shit that we're like really doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I was like. Of course it's bad. It's mm-hmm. like, imagine a kid picked up a basketball for the first time, shot it, and you were yeah. like, you fucking trash, dog. Yeah, it's like, fucked up. no shit. You <laughs> just fucking picked it up for the first time. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. with that, like, as soon as that song dropped, bro, just 
everyone in the school had jokes. Oh, everyone in the school had jokes, bro. And, like, you know how it is up here. Like, people just cracking on you. Exactly. No, it got bad to the point where I'm like, all right, yo, fuck this shit. And no. I was like, I was like, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, yeah. just because I, I've never experienced something like that where mm-hmm. it's like, like, I, I played basketball my whole life, right? People had their things to say about me playing basketball. But regardless, I knew I, I could be nice at basketball. Yeah. Rapping. I didn't know if I could be nice at it. You know what I mean? Like, I was just, like, testing it out. So, it's like, I didn't know if I could actually get good at it. Mm-hmm. So, when people started gunning on me about about the rap, I was like, should I not do this? Because I thought I was better than they're fucking making it sound like I am, mm-hmm. you know? But then, um, yeah, so I start, like, doing everything behind closed doors. I start recording. Uh, and, like, people that, that rapped, that heard my, my shit on that song, they kind of, like, were coming out of the woodworks. Like, yo, I know everyone's making fun of you, but, like, that shit wasn't that bad. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like yo, let's like, let's do like, some shit. Like, like you know what I mean? Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like people started like coming up to me. So, so then like, I'm like recording with a bunch of different people from school, but I'm still keeping shit low key, like low key as yeah. fuck. You know what I mean? And then like eventually, I wind up showing something to like some of my boys, like my boy Al, uh, my boy Bass. Like I, I, I show them something, and they're like, "That's not you," mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Okay." So then I record a song and I say all their names in the song. Yeah. Right? And then I send it back to them. They're like, nah. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, dog. They're like, yo, you got a lot better. So it's like I I kind of like practiced while people were just kind of like moving around. Mm-hmm. And then when I came back and, and wanted to like put stuff out, then people were like, oh, okay, you're good now. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, I didn't get the good reaction. So mm-hmm. that's why I asked you, like. When you first put out the song, how how was the reaction? And I'm surprised that you said it was a good reaction because yeah. up here, that shit was not flying. I mean, you know no, what no, I mean? No, no, not at all, not at all. But like the thing was, like I had some people that was there. Everybody rocking me, you know. I got a good personality. I make everybody laugh. I just bring good vibes at the end of the day. So I guess nobody really went to hurt my feelings. Yeah. But like I listen to it now, and I'm like, yo, what? You guys are not good friends at all. Like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you're not good friends, bro. But nah, like, I mean, it is what it is. You feel I me? I think everyone but Nas, because uh-huh. Nas wrote Illmatic at like 16. Nas is a fucking monster. Bro. Yeah, that's yeah. different. But I think everyone but Nas is mm. pretty trash when they first start rapping. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that there's anyone that's good when they first start. There's people that are decent when they first start, mm. but they're not good. Like, they can't, like, really hold it down where someone's like, yo, you're just naturally the nicest. You know exactly, what I mean? Yeah. So, when you, all right, when you first started, what was your style like? When I first started? Who did you get influenced by? Who did you, because when you first start rapping, mm. you're trying to kind of mimic your favorite rapper. You know what I mean? Like, if I hopped on a beat that was a Wheezy beat, I sounded like Wheezy on it. If I hopped on a beat that was fucking anyone, I would sound like them. So I was like, who exactly is your, like, influence that when you first hopped on a beat, you were trying to sound like them? Well, as far as, far as like, as far as, like, influence, I would have to say, no, 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 I was definitely influenced by older heads. I always listened to, like, AZ, Nas, Jay-Z. My mother had them all on, Jada Kiss, all of them. Mm-hmm. But it was, like, what was popping at the moment when I was in West Virginia, it was Soulja Boy. As funny as that is, that, nah, it, was re- it was really Soulja Yo, Boy, people though. forget, he was fucking huge at yeah, one point. Yeah, it was definitely Soulja Boy. Definitely because I wanted the glasses with my name on it, and I was like, yo, he's the thing that's popping right now. I'm about to just say some shit, sound like him. Yeah. And that's all, that's all it was to it. Word. But I tried to, like, you know... Make my own way of it so people didn't notice too much. How many songs do you record while you're in West Virginia? Probably like not even 10. Okay. Yeah. But you got 10, 10 out though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you come to Jersey because mm-hmm. Jersey's directly after West Virginia, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So when you come to Jersey, do you record any songs before me and you link before up? You- um,. Oh, I did. <laughs> I did with uh, Alan. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I recorded one with Alan. And, like, he wasn't... Ex- uh, EJ, EJ had put me on to him or whatever. He was like, yo, bro, we're going to get on this track, that, that, this, and that. I was like, all right, baby, we're going to the studio. He was like, yeah, bro, we're going to go to the studio. Bro, we go to this kid's crib. We go in his room. I don't know what type of mic that was. I can't. I can't remember. But I was like, you know what? Niggas is fucking with this. Let me just get on something. So I got something to record. So just so I can pl- keep playing myself or whatever. But the mic, I don't 
I think it was a Walmart mic. I don't know what it was, but I was like, yo, okay, like I'm gonna do this. And this is at the time when um when I was really into uh, funk volume at the time. So I was really listening to Hobson. So everything I tried to just make extra exaggerated. Like I was just sounding crazy. Yeah. And EJ and them, they was like, yo, like bro, like you really you really need to let some shit go right now. I don't know what's wrong with you. I was talking about me being an alien and all that type of shit or whatever, but he was like, yo, bro, you body that beat, bro. And I was asking him, like, when he gonna put the song out, but he never did. So, so he know. just has some shit from you right yeah, now? Yeah, like, when I was, like, 15, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But that was the only time I recorded. Okay, so me and you met when you were how old? I was, what? 17, 18? I had to be 18. You're yeah. probably 18. Yeah, because I was, I was at Keen. Yeah, 18. yeah, yeah, yeah. 18. You're 18. So from 15 to 18, you don't record anything. Mm-mm. I can't even imagine that. Strictly, like I me wrote. as a as a musician, mm-hmm. as an artist, as an engineer, I can't mm-hmm. imagine not recording for three years. Yeah, bro, that's crazy. Yeah, and that that also is the time that um, like I really got to play football, so to keep myself like going occupied, you yeah. you put your mind to something else. That's it. What are you? All right, because you grew up playing football as well. Mm-hmm. What are you more passionate about? Like, what were you more passionate about growing up? Was it football or was it music? I still say music. You still say music? music? I'm music, the same way. Music, like, music like yo, I went to school. I went to college to play basketball. Yeah. And I don't know why, but getting a job and being able to take on music, like, full force, mm-hmm. felt so much better than being on that basketball team. Yeah. Like, after I kind of, like, said, like, I'm done playing basketball, like, I gave it up because it's like, yo, I can't. This is how I saw it. Like, I can't go to the league. Mm-hmm. I'm not fast enough. I'm like Kyle Corver, but like half speed. Like, yo, I'm literally like the slowest fucking person. Like, like, yeah, yo, no, no, no gas. I have no fucking hops at all. And mm-hmm. I have no speed. So I'm just literally a fucking spot up shooter. Yeah. And I was like, all right, so you're not going to go to the league, mm-hmm. right? You play D3 ball, yeah. right? You can't go to the league for D3 ball anyway. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I had D2 offers, and I didn't take them because I wanted to play for my uncle at Ramapo. So I go to Ramapo, and then when I'm, like, ready to, like, just give it up, I'm like, I can't go to the league for basketball, but I can go to the league for music. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it was I like feel like a reality check. it's a reality check, but it's also, like, all right, if you're there's some people that are two two sport athletes, right? Uh-huh. Like there's people that are like basketball and baseball players or like basketball and football players, right? And they have to choose that one sport that they're gonna like go professional with at some point. Like I felt like if I could be professional at anything, it's gonna be music. Mm. You know what I mean? Okay. So it was kind of an easy and kind of like a free choice when when I like made that decision to like give up basketball and then I could like stick to straight up music. Cause yo, it was like this, like I gave up basketball, and within a year, I was signed. Mm. Like, I was signed to a small independent, but I was still signed. It's like it's like giving up fucking baseball to play basketball, and within a year, you're playing overseas. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's how I saw it. And I'm like, and it's funny, because, like, the kids on the team, I'm, I'm one of, there was probably three white kids on the whole team, mm. right? I'm one of those three white kids, you know what I'm saying? Or, like, white skin tone. But, like, I'm one of the three on the team, right? So, they all gun on me for being a rapper in the first place. Like, dog, you white. Like, why are you even rapping? Uh Whatever. But, like, they go from gunning on me to then seeing the deal happen to them being like, yo... You're pretty nice, bro. Exactly. And you know what I'm saying? I'm exactly. like, oh, I got yeah, it. Like, 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 it's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, like, it, it's just funny to me how, like, I was... I was able to drop something and then Pick immediately yeah. get to a point where I'm like, oh, I'm actually like decent at this. Like I'm, I can actually do this for mm-hmm. real. So, I, and I think that if I hadn't dropped basketball, I don't know if I'm who I am today. I don't know if, if I'm where I am today. You know what I mean? Because it's like the time consumption of mm-hmm. playing a college sport doesn't really allow you to do anything else. Mm-hmm. It's like you play football in college. Yeah. You're only playing football in college. Exactly. Like there's nothing else that you have time to do. Yeah. You might have time to fuck some bitches you know what I'm saying? But, like, outside of that, you're not doing shit. Like, you, if you get a job, like, you literally go in school, job, football, homework, if you can. You know what I mean? And then what time do you have to do anything else? If, you, if you're if you doing anything else, you're, you're fucking off one of those. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's like, 
I don't know if I played those four years in college. I don't know if I actually become a musician, mm-hmm. like to the degree that I became one. Would you say that if you continued to play football, that you would have taken music as serious? If I continued to play football? Yeah. I don't think I would have took it this serious. Mm-hmm. But just because, like, I just need one thing to keep me occupied. And if I see that I'm going somewhere with it, then it's like, all right, dead everything else and I'm on this. See, that's, that's my biggest... Look at it. That's my biggest issue. I feel like I need one thing to keep me occupied but then like i feel like i'm not doing enough so it's mm. like i need to grab another thing to keep mm. me occupied then i'm like on like five different things and i'm like fuck yeah. you know what i mean like what did i just get myself into i'm like doing all these things and i don't even know if i could handle one of them right mm-hmm. now you know that's why it's like it's like even even with relationships it's like hard to get into a relationship as a musician yeah or as a like i have a nine to five and then i also do the music thing on the weekend it's like i feel like for me to give a chick time or for me to to try to start talking to a chick is selfish because it's like I don't even have time for myself right now. I feel I feel that you know 100%. what I mean. I feel that a hundred percent. I feel like unless unless you're not taking it seriously, right? Like the relationship serious, then like nah, like nah, do you you wouldn't be able to handle that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like nah, like that's too, that's with too the much sessions on the weekend, honest. you have to keep them like you know you gotta keep them baby boo boo, and you gotta you know make sure if you want a healthy relationship, right? You feel me? Otherwise, you're just wasting your time. Being a musician mm-hmm. takes up a lot of time too. It does. How do you find the time to to do that? Well, do you find the time to do that? Are you fully into it? Like, like where are you? Where's your head right now? Because your last project is 2017. Mm-hmm. We're on 2018, going into 2019 right now. Yeah. So, first off, when do you feel like your next project is going to be even an idea? Definitely 2019. Yeah. I can say that. Yeah. Guaranteed 2019. Yeah. But um have you gave any thought to that? Thought to what? To the your next, next project. project? Yeah. Like what it is that I wanted to be about. Right. Yeah, I came across ideas. I'm still like in search of what it is that I actually want to do. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So yeah, like, nah, no, nah, not really. Like <laughs> I can't put nothing on the record right now. Right, you feel right. Me? But yeah, nah. I got a little something cooking up in here, man. Do what I do. But now nah, back to your question with the um you said uh as far as me and doing music, I was throwing off a lot just because I was trying to do school, work, and relationship and find time for me. And a lot went in this past year to be honest. Um I don't regret it. Because, you know, everything happened for a reason. You learn from it. But you feel me? Like, I felt like it was too it was too much. You feel me? And I wasn't... I was looking at rap like, yo, bro, I'm not getting paid over here. That's why I'm going to keep working. You feel me? And I was putting extra hours at work just so I got more bread in my pocket, help my mom out with bills, pay my bills. You feel me? All this type of stuff. And that's... I'm not going to say the rapping drifted away because, you know, at the end of the day, I always had music on my side, you know, control my mood, how it is that I felt, everything. And sometimes I just wrote and like whatever it was that I was feeling, but you know, I just crumble it up at the end of the day, burn it or something, let it just go away, throw it in the back of my mind. But I still always found some time to do something with music. You feel me? I don't care if it was months later. I always have something in the back of my head. I record myself while I'm at work or whatever. If I come up with a flow, just so I can remember it when I get home that night. Mm-hmm. You feel me? But yeah, nah. Um, where was I going with this? Um, just the the. Where your mind is with music right now? Right now, I'm I'm fully focused on music right now. I don't have I don't have like nothing that I could say I can have a reason for me not to have music out in 2019. The thing That's that could... the thing that you need to understand, and uh-huh. and that a lot of like younger musicians need to understand, is that nothing good really starts with you making money. Like like it's like if if Wait, what do you mean? Look, so I start this record label, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a this is like a five-year plan. Yeah. But like the first couple of years is going to be rough. Mm-hmm. If you start any business, the first couple of years is going to be rough. And as a musician, you're a small business. Like mm-hmm. you have you have to get merch for yourself, right? So you have to buy shirts or you got to buy hats or you got to buy this or buy that, right? Mm-hmm. And you're going to sell those and see if people could start rocking with your merch, mm-hmm. right? That costs you money. And a lot of the time you don't make that money back mm-hmm. because you 
you can you can ask around and be like, hey, if I got shirts made, are you guys gonna buy one? Mm-hmm. Right? And everyone says yeah, yeah before everyone says yeah before that it fucking happens. Before you waste the money on the shirts, yeah. right? Everyone says yeah. Then you get the shirts made. And all of a sudden, like, nobody has money. Mm-hmm. Like, they forgot, like, how to make money. You know what I'm saying? And you like... I feel like... You're like, Doug, you just told me that you were going to buy a shirt. And like, I already bought the shirt, so now I'm fucking in a hole. You know what I mean? I feel you. So where I'm, where I'm going with that is that nothing that you ever want to do in life, no business starts out 100% successful. If that was the case, there'd be so many more businesses. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There'd be so many people that, that would be just starting businesses if everything yeah. just was successful off the bat. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you have to understand that there's a struggle period. And yeah. I feel like with a lot of the younger hip-hop artists, y'all just give up. Like, mm-hmm. you guys don't... If if you don't see results happening within a year, mm-hmm. you just are like, fuck this. Like, what do I need to do this for? Yeah. And I don't understand that concept because it's like, that's that would have never been something during my uh, childhood or mm-hmm. during any of my, like, youth yeah. growing up. Like, every rapper that I know that was growing up with me still raps or, mm-hmm. like, they still try to at least. You know what I mean? They never were like, yo, I don't make any money from this. And they're not making money from it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... I've made but, I've made money off of off of hip hop, yeah. but it it doesn't equate to the amount that I put into it. Mm. So it's hard. I know it's hard to to think like oh, I'm not making shit from this, but fucking I could get a job and just make money. So fuck music. Yeah, but that's is that fulfilling to you? Not at all. You know what I mean? Not at all. See, the thing was like I didn't say fuck music, but I, know. I was I was more like I was more like this. I was like, yo, look. I'm not making money with this right now. I'm reaching an age where I have to have money to help people in the house, help me. I have a girl, you feel me? That's, you of both, course, uh, both know yeah, yeah, that yeah, is expensive, you feel me? Yeah. So, but it's like, you feel me? Like, I was like, yo, I'm not, I'm not getting no bread off it right now. I have to get something in my pocket. But I ended up like, when I went from part-time to me being like, damn, bro, I'm just making money just to pay for gas and get bills. Like, I'm not getting no money. I got to go full-time now. You feel me? And on top of that, I was I was going to school or whatever. Didn't work out. I, st- I stopped going to school and I said I wanted money more. I wasn't looking long term. I was just looking short term. You feel me? So that's one decision that I definitely regret right. or whatever. But but nah, I feel that um, I feel that I never I I don't think that I ever say fuck music like nah fuck this shit. But this shit ain't gonna go nowhere. I I never see anything like that that I started. Right. You feel me? It's just that you gotta put some some things on pause and. Do what you have to do at the moment, and then come back to it. Right. That's how I felt, and that's yeah, what I feel yeah, like yeah. I'm doing now. No, I understand. Yeah. It's just weird. Like, I don't know. I feel like no matter what I've done in life, or mm-hmm. no matter what jobs I've had, or no matter how many hours I had to put in, yeah, I was never able to stop. Like, complete, like just completely put my dream to the side mm-hmm. to to do that. And I don't know if that just is is a different part of me mm-hmm. versus other people. Yeah. But like. When you admire something that much, or when you're like that focused on something, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't understand how you can just like kind of drop it and be like, you know what, like I need to do other shit right now. Because yo, this is my thing. Like, like I work forty hour weeks, mm-hmm. right? And on weekends, I still have time to have artists come by, and whether that recording session takes twelve hours, mm-hmm. maybe sometimes, sometimes they come at ten in the morning and mm-hmm. they're there till fucking three in the morning or they're there till the next morning and i put i sacrificed that whole saturday mm-hmm. or that whole friday to saturday to sunday mm-hmm. to do what i like doing because no matter what that's my passion you know what i mean and whether i'm making money from it or not mm-hmm. it's something that i just can't put i've tried to quit rapping mm-hmm. i've tried to quit doing this tried to quit doing that but i can't because it's something i'm passionate about so like that's why even even me as as a person who uh, kind of like discovered you, not discovered you in a way of like no one knew you made music beforehand, but yeah. like discovered you in a way of like I could really put you on to like a bunch of different people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I I never understood your. It's like when you want to be ambitious, mm-hmm. and when you want to be when you want your head in the game, yeah, you're lethal. Mm-hmm. But when you don't, you can go from being lethal to being the most, like, no, like right. just negligent. Like, you just don't care at mm-hmm. all. And I've never understood that about you because it's like, 
for the amount of talent that you possess, mm-hmm. it's difficult to see someone have that. It's like, imagine seeing Kobe as a, a high school ball player and knowing that he could be Kobe. Yeah. But watching him be like, I don't give that much of a fuck. You yeah. know what I mean? Or like, yeah, I got other shit going on, bro. Like, I got to fucking work a job so I can't shoot hoops. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You would just be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Like, do you know who you could be? Exactly. And that's how I see you sometimes. So it's like, when you say things, and I understand, I understand where you're coming from with all mm-hmm. that. And I'm not trying to, like, have no, this no, be no. like a fucking, like, I'm not trying to, like, no, like no, badger no, you on no, this. No, but because, and I, I like that people can listen to this conversation mm-hmm. and, and actually, like, See that this is real. Like I'm not. This is not something like I'm doing for the fucking uh, for the show. This mm-hmm. is real. Mm-hmm. But like, I see so much in you, and I see so much in these artists. Like, like there's a lot of younger artists that I see stuff in, and I'm like, if they cared a little bit more, they would have already probably done something with it. Mm-hmm. What what you don't recognize a lot of the time is that you could have already been making money off music, but it's like you rather say. I'm not making money off music, so fuck it. Then be like, yo, how could I make money off music? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because there are ways. Like, it's like you could be doing shows weekly if you wanted to. Mm. I I felt like, to be honest with you, going back to what it is, going back to what it is that you said before, I felt like I really did get discouraged. Because remember when I was in Chicago or whatever? And I, you know, I can't, matter of fact, yeah, when I was in Chicago, I came over here my birthday weekend or something like that or a month before my birthday and I did the song Big Racks and I put it out on my birthday. Right. Um, I felt like that's... that at, In Chicago, I was like, yo, bro, this I'm going to take this shit seriously. You feel me? I was with people that I knew could have helped me get all the, all the equipment, you know, show me what it is I could do. Right. I really got discouraged after talking to my uncle. He's like, he's really successful. But he's just... And I know he didn't mean to make me feel this way, but it was like it was the way he was saying certain things. He was just like, "Yo, bro, look, bro, you gotta, you gotta do something real." He was just being factual with me. I understand that because you know he didn't know he wasn't really around me all my life. You feel me? He was just trying to help out my dad or whatever. And I appreciate it, but it was like he discouraged me because he was like, "Oh, we got like it'll be little jokes like, oh, we're gonna have a big time rapper like, dude, don't you know how many rappers it is? Da da da, this and that. Like, you feel me? I have to keep like you know just keep hearing all this. I was just like. I was like, yo, bro. I really didn't have nobody to be like, yo, bro, you could do this. I, I, I was telling myself this, but at the end of the day, I felt like I needed to just hear one person be like, yo, you could really do this and mean it. You feel me? That that I know. That I know would keep it with me. That like I've known you for years. You're going to tell me right here, like, yo, bro, you could do this. Keep going. If I trust you, I'm going to trust that word right there and I'm going to run with it. But I didn't have nobody to do that. So I kind of just like got into this with you on my own and I was like, I was like, all right, I still gotta feel them out. You feel me? You you, you know how I of am. Of course, like, I'm the like, same I'm way. Like, exactly. So it's like it's like you know I gotta feel them out. I've been told you when you first you know. when you first well when when Joey first started to to try linking us. Yeah, I wasn't interested at all because yeah. especially at that time, and I've I've said this on this podcast especially mm-hmm. at at that time I wasn't looking to work with people. Yeah, like I didn't care to work with people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But like sometimes you put the ego aside and you're like, all right. Let's see how I can how I can still maintain in this game, keep my love for it, and try new things, right? Yeah. So, like, me working with, with you, working with Cody, mm-hmm. and kind of, like, expanding into, like, I don't care if I'm on every song. Mm-hmm. I, I just care that you guys put out good music. Mm-hmm. Like, that became more important. So, it's like, when you were coming through, I saw something in you that... Because all I look for in an artist is that they take it serious. Yeah. I don't care if you're the best artist in the world, mm-hmm. especially because I know I can make a lot of artists better. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of artists that I hear, young artists, especially from the local areas, that I hear, and I'm like, if I sat down with that kid for fucking literally two days, mm-hmm. he'd be a better artist. He'd be ten times better. He'd have a better flow. He'd be more in the pocket. Mm-hmm. He'd have his sound. All that shit. You know what I mean? But, like, a lot of these people aren't willing to take the advice. Mm-hmm. And when you first started coming through... I don't know if you were willing to take the advice either, because there nah. were certain things where I was like, I was like, Doug, this this is a bad song. And yeah. you were like, you were like, everyone likes this. Yeah. And I'm like, that's fine. But yeah. like I'm not everyone and like I know what sounds good and that's a bad song. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And because we went through that patch of like me seeing that you you're not willing to take advice, but you were willing to come back afterward. Yeah. That showed me like, 
all right, he doesn't think he's willing to take advice, but he is because mm-hmm. he wouldn't keep coming back if he fucking cared that much about the advice, you mm-hmm. know? And then I felt like for the first like year, you were super into it. Like mm-hmm. I felt like you were here every weekend. You're you're willing to work. Your work ethic was fucking A1. Yeah. And when you're like that, like, yo, if you listen to Big Racks and you listen to your album, mm-hmm. completely different artist. Way different. Yeah. Completely different Way artist. Different. So much better. You know what I mean? Just and that wasn't even that long. Yeah. That was probably like a five month period. Something like that. Yeah. That wasn't that wasn't that long where I'm talking about from your first from your first the Big Racks track to the uh the first record that we uh recorded for Santi Sentiment. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the the album itself took over a year. Yeah. Like to record, but I'm saying from that first record to that uh from that yeah big racks to that first record on Santi Sentiment. It was probably like a five month period. It yeah. wasn't that long. Yeah, so, it wasn't. I just had moved back from from Chicago or whatever. Came over. Here. Yeah, yeah. But go ahead. So, me. so for me to. To see that progression and, mm-hmm. and know that you could become a better artist and become uh, a cleaner artist and just like everything. I was like, all right, this kid is willing to put the work ethic in. Where I felt like you dropped off was after Santi Sentiment dropped. Mm-hmm. It seemed like you recognized that it didn't like you're not this fucking multi-million dollar artist yeah. off of one album. Yeah. And then it seemed like you were like. Oh, I don't know why the fuck I'm doing this. Yeah, it was it was more like, yo, when I saw when I looked at my album, I was like, all right, like you feel me, like it's all right. But I was like, I was like, damn, like I knew I could do better. And I was just like, fuck. I started, I started, like I I heard everybody listening to it or whatever. But then I was just like, damn, like you feel me, like I know I could do better. I gotta like I gotta sit down with Dig more. But then that's when the job kicked in. That's right. when the girlfriend kicked in. That's when you know it was just more on my place. So I was like. I was like, eh, I wasn't promoting it as much. You feel me? Like, I, I fell off on a lot. But now, you know what? Like, you know, I'm back. You feel me? Do you remember what I told you? Right. Do you remember what I told you when Sandy Sentiment was about to come out? You told me that I got to keep going. You said I can't lack off here. You said after we put this out, you can't you can't slack off or after this. I said this especially. Like, this like is yo, some people, exactly. Yeah. Some people would put out an album and because the album's done then they just give like their their work is done here mm-hmm. i told you once you put this album out you got to work two times as hard yeah. because we got to come with more shit for people mm-hmm. you know what i mean and i feel like that album came out the work the girlfriend everything kicked in mm-hmm. and you just were like all right whatever i did a project it's mm-hmm. out you know what i mean and and that's why i feel like you're you're in this kind of like mode where it's like Almost two years mm-hmm. since the project, and you dropped what? One album, a four, more four songs. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. All in all, so it's like I think that when you put your head in the game, and when you actually like take things serious, you can be fucking the next big thing. Mm-hmm. There's songs that that I listen to from you, and I'm like, he reminds me of this person. He reminds, and like big big artists. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's not with everyone. What I'm starting to to take a step back and and do is like listen to people and just be like, is it a facade because I know them, or mm-hmm. is it a facade because we're close that we think that we're that the, it sounds better than it does? But then you compare it to other songs mm-hmm. and other artists. You're like, nah, you know what I mean? When I listen to you, when you're actually working, mm-hmm. when you're writing, when you're coming through, going, yo, I wrote this song. I wrote this song. I have three songs ready. Mm-hmm. You're a different type of beast, but I feel like you don't do that often enough to actually like be considered serious. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. And I feel like if you started doing that, you're just it's just going to take you to the next level. It's like there's no way to put out four songs a year and be a big artist. Mm-hmm. There's no way to put four songs together a year and make money. You know what I mean? It's like it's like being a designer. Mm-hmm. And you did four shirts. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You did four shirts in a year, and then you're like, why are sales slow? Mm-hmm. It's like, because you only did four shirts. Like, that shit could be whack after a week. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially with music, bro. You put out one song, especially in this climate, people will go back to it, but people that are fanatics, like people that actually like listening to music will yeah. go back to it. But most of these people, they're like, oh, Ra dropped the track today. Mm-hmm. They listen to it. They might listen to it 10 times that day. Mm-hmm. Next day, they don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're not going back to it. Yeah. Only if they want to show somebody, maybe. 
but that's I, I already know that that's how it goes. That's why I stopped stressing people listening to my music because mm-hmm. at this point, like I could have done all the the viral promotion for fucking uh, morning after. Mm-hmm. For what? You know what I mean? I'd rather work on the label and make sure that you guys have a second project. You have a second project coming out or like uh, Cody and Pat have a new project coming out. Mm-hmm. I'd rather I'd rather focus on that because to me, the more music coming out of the label, the better the chances are for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This is like a, a fucking army. It's like you can't just have a general that's dope. Mm-hmm. Or you can't just have like a fucking a sergeant that's dope. Like there's got to be every factor. There's got to be people in line. There's got to be everything for you to actually like make it anywhere. Mm-hmm. So it's like I feel like with with you like you need to just like kind of let loose of like the whatever your your fear is of music. Mm-hmm. Whatever your fear is of not making money or not not becoming what you think that you're you should have become. You got to let go of that. Because it's like I th- I already thought in 2011 I thought when I got signed I thought I was gonna be Drake bro yeah you know what I mean I did like I really did like if you would have asked me back then I was gonna be Drake mm-hmm. but when that doesn't happen you got to figure out how to shift gears and you got to figure out how to be like okay that didn't work out do I love this okay I love it then I got to figure out how to keep going because you can give up. And you could just say, fuck it. Mm-hmm. And I've had those conversations with you where I'm like, yo, are you taking it serious? Because if not, just tell me. Because mm-hmm. I'm not going to like, I'm not gonna stress you to take it serious and I'm not going to chase after you. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to know because I still see a lot in you and I still want to put time into you. But if you're not going to put time into yourself, then there's no point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I think that you need to just let loose of like whatever those, those feelings are or like the jitters. And let loose of people telling you, let me tell you something, parents and fucking uh, uncles and everyone, they're never going to want you to be a rapper. No one ever wants their kid to be a rapper. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, what person in their right mind wants their kid to be a rapper when they know they can send them to school and get them a job? You need a job as a rapper. Mm -hmm. That's a fact. Like, anyone that tells you that you don't need a job to be a rapper, they're lying. You know what I'm saying? Because they're probably selling drugs. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. But that's not a career. And that's not going to keep that, that shit going. And mm-hmm. that's why you see all these rappers getting locked up, put out. Locked up, put out. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's how you want your rap career to go? Okay, now you have the street clout. But, like, you're not marketable. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, where am I going to put you? I'm going to put you on a billboard for H&M when you've been <laughs> in and out of jail for the past 10 years? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel you. So it's like... Of course, you're not going to get the support from the older people in your family. But no one supports that until it's making them money as well. Mm-hmm. And that's not something that, that's not a shitty thing to say about, like, family. But, like, like for instance, my mom didn't think that it was a good idea for me to get this 9 to 5 that I got, right? Mm-hmm. Because it was a, a newer company, <clears throat> small company. It's just me and one other dude yeah. starting out, mm-hmm. right? And... She's like, oh, take the safe route. Because I was working at Guitar Center. They mm. wanted to make me a manager. Yeah. Take the safe route. Stay at Guitar Center. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're getting all the gear you need. You're doing this. But I was only making 13 an hour there. Yeah. And I was going to make double that and more at this new job. And I took the risk because I saw the, what was in the future. Mm-hmm. Because the only person that could really justify what's good for you is you. Mm. At the end of the day, people have advice. And advice is good to take a lot of the time. But sometimes it doesn't feed you. Like, their advice might feed what they feel you should do. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't actually feed what you feel like you should do. Yeah. And sometimes you got to take that leap. If you fuck up, it's all on you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But when it doesn't, when it goes right, when you don't fuck up, mm-hmm. you feel amazing because you're like, I did this on my own and I was able to actually make shit happen my mom loves where i'm at right now Mm -hmm. and she was telling me not to do this you know what i'm saying she loves where i'm at right now she loves how comfortable i am right now Mm -hmm. and she was one of the main people saying my mom before i moved out oh you know it's rough out there right Mm -hmm. you know it's hard to live on your own right all this stuff and i know she does it out of love yeah it's like trying to keep me safe yeah but it's like if you don't leap off that ledge You'll never figure out what's on the other side. You'll never figure out, like, what you should be doing. Mm -hmm. So what I'm trying to say with that is, like, 
don't be discouraged by your uncle telling you that you shouldn't be a rapper. Mm -hmm. It's like, of course he should tell you that. Your yeah. uncle's a successful businessman. Yeah. The fuck <clears throat> is he gonna tell you? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? He's yeah, like, that, that, that was the whole reason that I was getting discouraged because I'm like, damn, like, like you feel me? Like maybe I should put my focus on focus on doing just this so I could be as successful as him. You feel me? And it's all it's and it's all love to you, Uncle Trent. If you hear this, like you feel me, it's all love to you. But like you know, like you just discourage nigga a little bit. You feel me? So it was like, I was like, ah man, come on, now you can't do that to me. But nah, on the real tip, like you feel me? Like, and on another note, if my mother hear this, you're my number one supporter. I know that we're not talking about you. I know she's gonna say something if she hears this, bro. My what's what's but funny yeah. is my mom. My mom as as unsupportive as she was of me moving out and yeah. me doing this. My mom has always supported my rap career. Yeah, because I, I think that one she took it like it's all right. It's like a fun hobby for mm -hmm. him. But on top of that, I think that she always was like, at least he's creative. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot of people that, like, they have no hobby whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like they're either playing video games or they're, you know what I mean? They're yeah. fucking off at a bar. Mm -hmm. It's like, at least we're, like, when we're in that studio, we don't have to be out get, getting in trouble. We don't be, because, yo, I just, like, trouble lands on me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I could be out and just somehow I just wind up in the middle of some shit that I did not want to be in the middle of. Mm -hmm. But when I'm in that studio... Like, you know that something is coming out of it. Like, yeah. you could feel it. You know what I mean? There's energy. And I feel like when we're all in that studio working and some and a good song comes together, yeah. like, there's nothing like that feeling. Not at all. You bro. know what I mean? There's no in bar in the world that can make me feel like that. Like, there's no, there's no anything outdoors that mm -hmm. can make me feel like that. When I'm here and, and we're working on shit, like, I really feel like I'm in the place that I'm exactly supposed to be in. Yeah. And, and to me, that, that that's like what my mom saw always. So my mom has always been supportive as well, and I'm sure your mom has as well. And always. that's that's always, that's mm -hmm. all you kind of need. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, as long as you stay in the game, you're going to win. It's just a matter of, it's just like the NBA. It's like, like I, I made that Kobe reference before. Mm -hmm. Like Kobe became Kobe because he practiced all the time. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. became Kobe because he fucking put those shots up. He didn't become Kobe because he was just dope naturally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he went in the gym and practiced all that. So, it's like, the same applies to a rapper. You have to... You don't have to write fucking 32 bars every day. Mm -hmm. But write two bars. Mm -hmm. Just be walking and, and feel something come to you, right? And when you feel that come to you, write it down. Because at some point... That fucking, whether it's a, a note in your iPhone mm -hmm. or it's a, a fucking notepad that you write it on, one day that shit is going to be full, you know what I mean, of just ideas that just came organically. Yeah. And that's all practice. Practicing rap is the easiest shit because it's all off the mind. Yeah. It doesn't require any type of, like, payment. It doesn't require you being in a gym. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, you know what I mean? You're just doing it all from the head. So yeah. it's like, for you to not practice, it's almost like selfish to yourself. It's like you don't want to get better at this when it's as easy as just thinking. I mean, like, don't wait. Hold on. Don't get me wrong. No, no, no. Now. I'm not talking about you in particular. Oh, I'm just yeah, talking yeah, about in general. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Okay. For people that, that don't write yeah. every day, for people that don't think of new ideas every mm -hmm. day, it's it's not like you have to do much. All you have to do is think. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and I get work is work, but you could also think at work. Yeah. There, I'm sure you could find 30 seconds out of your work day yeah. as, a, as a musician. I'm speaking to every musician right yeah. now, not just you. I'm sure you could find 30 seconds out of your work day where you can fucking sneak a bar in yeah. your head and write it down and your boss isn't going to kill you over it. Yeah, no, you know what I mean? No, I used to record myself, man, because I couldn't type. So I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to go in the bathroom real quick, say what I want to say. Right. Like, you feel me? Look at it when I get to the house. But that shit is dope. Yeah, no, nah, that's cool. So, fuck. all right, so what do you have... Uh, coming like what's what's next for you? What are because we're gonna uh, close this up, but like okay. so, what do you think is next for you? What do you have coming? Do you have new tracks? I have I have a couple new tracks. I have um, I have speak that I just worked on last night mm -hmm. with you actually. That's probably one of my favorites so far. But yeah, like um, we put we put out um, figure it out like a couple like a week ago or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's our right I now. I saw that uh, fuck with me dropped. Yeah. FWM. Yeah. Yeah, and that's probably one of, like, my tracks, like, my yeah. old soul type tracks. Yeah, so yeah, I really like that or whatever. You have, you have, because you've been here for so many years now, yeah. you have an up north flow. Yeah. 
but you still have that southern slang. Mm-hmm. So it's it's completely different. But like your voice and your flow fits so well in that pocket of like those like soulful but like uh, melodic and like hip hop centric yeah. beats. No, I appreciate it. Man. That I'm like I'm like I don't know why you don't do those more often. Mm-hmm. I, like I don't get that. Like I feel like you should be doing like that's your sound. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I like I I love it. I love it. It's just that every time I get on the every time I get on the beat or whatever, I'm just trying to it's not even every time I get on the beat. I just go and listen to different type of beats and low key I got lost in the new era and like the boom boom with the bass or whatever. Yeah, eight oh eights and all yeah. that. So like I've been really trying to like see all the hip all the genres of hip hop that I could touch. Right. Just been practicing that on the low or whatever, like you said, behind closed doors. But Nah, I definitely, I'm definitely not gonna go nowhere, go nowhere um far from the soulful beats. That's gonna always be a part of me. I mm-hmm. like, I like the way I sound on that a lot too, and I just like it just cause like, I could just be myself, be myself even more, and let everybody see what it is that I'm about. Right on those tracks, but yeah, I'm not gonna go too far from the soulful beats. Man. So where do you feel like your uh, your next album fits in in that spectrum of like hip hop genres? Do you feel like it's uh, more trap centric? Album or do you feel like it's more like soulful album? Um, I'm not gonna. S- Maybe it's a blend of both. I feel yeah. That's what I was just about to say. I don't feel like it's like either or. Like specifically, I feel like it's just gonna be a blend of both of them, yeah. bringing them together basically. Word. And um, I guess uh, give people your Instagram, give people your Twitter. Oh yeah, man, I got a got my Instagram going or whatever. It's low key raw. Um, How's that spelled? L O W dot K E Y dot R A, and on Twitter I'm still King Ra, but I gotta find a way to change that to Low Key Ra, or whatever. Everything's still the same though, like. And then on uh, on all the streaming platforms, you you still have all your tracks as King Ra, yeah, right. But what is about to get changed? Yeah, they're gonna get changed, and then uh, Low Key Ra is where they could find uh, FWM. Yes. So, um, any last words? Just be prepared for this fucking music that's about to come in 2019, <laughs> man. This nigga Diggs just put a battery in my back, you heard? Word. All right, guys, this was episode seven of uh, Digging the Garden, and uh, I told you guys I want to give you more content, but I'm just trying to find the right times and be uh, real with it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to uh, kind of, like, rush them just for the sake of having interviews out. Because mm-hmm. I don't think that that would be like an organic feeling at all. So I just, uh, I probably will do them like once a month at this point. If I could find artists to to do it more often. If you guys know artists as a listener uh, from Jersey, hit me up and, and let's let's work on one. But uh, but yeah, just stay tuned. And uh, what's up? Hey, hey, hold on. I just want to say for the record, hey, yo, dig my big brother, you heard? So, like, he give me these type of talks, you feel me? Like, just just to keep me amped up and put that battery in because he know he he know exactly what he just did to me. <laughs> he know exactly what he just did to me. But for the record, like, yo, anybody feeling soft? Like, oh, man, don't, man, shut the fuck up, man. Grab your nuts and you'll be good, man. This is how me and Dig talk. He keep me on my toes. Y'all be ready for this new music that's about to come out in 2019, man. Straight like that. Word. Episode seven. I will uh, see you guys soon. I will. Uh, I will definitely put one out eventually. But uh, yeah, just stay tuned. Peace out, guys. All right, homie.